Shaking Not Noob, the podcast which knows it's been at least one week since you looked at us. I am your bare naked lunch lady, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who cocked his head to the side and said, I'm angry. It's Mr. Judy Dutram. How are we, sir? I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cock his head to the side like the cock. Um, what's That's- that off? It sounds very familiar. Well, if I if you don't know it, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. It's it's That's a fun. It's the bare naked ladies, buddy. It's been one week since you looked at me. That right. th- yeah, that great song from whenever. Yeah, um, you're probably too young. Too young. To I remember that it was. I think I chucked <laughs> it in one of my one of my YouTube reviews because Mom did a review going. It's been one week. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good. Uh, yes, well, we are good. It has been a few weeks since we, mm. you looked at us or heard us. Looked at us in your eardrums. However your ears work, they were listening to us at some point. In a gaming profession. Um, in, a, in a movie profession, you've heard us rant about Halloween kills. That is correct. Yes, we are back for Noob, though, and we're going to talk about games and gaming news. Uh, first cab off the rank. Let's talk about some gaming news. Um, have you, Duty? I know you've been playing Far, Far Cry 6. Yes. Have you been getting the obsessive emails that that Ubisoft have been sending people now? I have absolutely no problem with this at all. I've seen people on what, Twitter go... What an uh, interesting tactic. I've seen people on Twitter go like, um, we ne- it needs to be more acceptable that people stop playing games after an hour. I'm like, well, no, because you've only played it for an hour and you haven't really experienced it. If you've played it for like 12 to 15 hours being a game like Far Cry, that's fine. You've played most of it. But it's like, yeah. oh, I saw some dude put a thing up on Twitter just being like, it needs to be more acceptable for people to stop playing games when they want to stop playing it. And like, it's good marketing because Giancarlo Esposito is fucking awesome. He's the best Far Cry <laughs> villain. Yes, he is. He's pretty um, He's pretty menacing in, every, oh, in yeah. all the advertising that we've seen. So yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, basically Ubisoft have been emailing uh, people who've been playing Far Cry 6 for a little bit. So you link up your account, obviously, when you join up, um, and they have basically been saying, um, look, you guys are just shit. Um, just thanks for thanks for playing. Uh, leave the country to me. It's all, it's all in good hands. It's basically mm. trying to continue the shtick outside of the game, which is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, some people have been getting messages like, surely you can do better than this. Uh, <laughs> and it basically outlines the hours that you've been playing or the number of enemies that you've killed. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just amazing. It's just so good. I See, I think... This works, right? I, can, I and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but this works because it is a single player game or it is a co-op game. It is not yeah. Fortnite. If Fortnite yeah. did this, it was like, well, yeah, Fortnite has that whole thing with microtransactions and getting new skins and like, you know, not pay to win, but it has a massive microtransaction atmosphere around it. Far Cry's Far Cry. Like stop fucking crying. Like that's that's you know, stop doing what the game tells you to do and stop crying. It's it's. I think it's a nice little bit of personality to the mix. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very. I know that Ubisoft have done a lot of this kind of stuff. They really like try and connect with you when you've you played a game. Yeah, sending you, hey, you've got these skins that you can get access to from your fucking Ubisoft points or whatever they're called. But yeah, no, yeah. it's it's very interesting to see that they're um they're moving down this path. It's a nice little little touch to it. 
I know they did it with um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. They were like, they'd send out stats on um, how players had done. So, oh, you know, 5,000, you know, 5 million foxes petted. Yeah. All these haikus have been written. See, showdowns won. Avengers does the same thing, trying to get people in, being like, you've killed 60 million enemies. It's Black Panther. I'm like, yeah, man, that DLC's done. I'm not touching it until the next one drops. That's just how it rolls. (laughs) Come back to me when you got new content yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah very interesting to see the um i suppose passive aggressive i don't know passive aggressive marketing <laughs> strategy from uh, ubisoft here we've had a lot um, worse <laughs> speaking of passive aggressive apple music comes to ps5 um so if you are on the ps5 network um you can now connect your apple music account on your ps5 and and play Apple Music instead of the game music. So for PS5 games, if you're playing those, it actually replaces the soundtrack, essentially. So that's Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's all synced up. I'm, I'm not into Apple Music, but I know there's a lot of people who are. Yeah. So um, if you've got that, then you can uh, link that up through your accounts now. Because if you boot up Spotify, like on your Xbox, it just has Spotify playing in the background. It doesn't cancel out the music in-game. Yeah, yeah, that's I think some cool stuff that you can get with the next gen stuff. Probably something coming to Series X at some stage, I'm sure. Um, but yes, I I used to when I when I did have Spotify, I was I used to have that and just cancel out the in game music, just turn it right down, and it was great. It was fantastic. You could listen yeah. to your own tracks. And I do that for Formula One. I just turn the the menu music off for Formula One and just have Spotify playing. <laughs> Yes, um, there we go. So yes, Apple Music coming to PS5 from the 28th of October. Um, now, moving on to our next piece of news, Timothy Chalamet. Do you know what one of those is? I believe it's an old wooden ship. Uh, I think it's an actor. <laughs> yes, it is. What has what uh, is, what is Timothy Chalamet been in? To Timothy Chalamet is, uh, is super hot right now. Um, so he's in uh, he's Dune. He's the guy in Dune. Right. Yep, the what movie that Judy is refusing to see. Um, I'm not um, he's the new Wonka. Um he was in uh, what else has he been in? He's been in a bunch of stuff. Ladybird, um, Call Me By Your Name, Hot Summer Nights. He's been in a bunch. Willy Wonka is is ringing a bell for me. Yeah. Um he was in Homeland for a while as well. I remember watching that uh, recently. He was in that um, as like the vice president's son or something. He was a bit annoying. Um, but yes, Timothy Chalamet, super hot right now. He has a secret past as an Xbox controller modder on YouTube. Um, apparently, <laughs> he okay. had uh, he's had three videos that he put up <laughs> under the uh, under the YouTuber tag modded controller three sixty. Um, so he basically used to get um, Xbox controls, pull them apart, and spray paint them. Um, and apparently, he sold three of them. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now I wonder uh, he, as well because he is now a, a, a larger actor for you know being in Dune, and he's going to be Willy Wonka. How many followers yep. now does he have on that YouTube channel? Twenty one thousand, dude. Yeah. Twenty one thousand. <laughs> so this is a man who who posted three videos, and just you know, sort of like yeah, you know, the torso kind of shot. So you didn't see his head, and it was just the controller showing it all off. Posted three videos. And yeah, they look all right. Charged ten bucks each, I think, for them, and he sold all three of them, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now has twenty one thousand followers. Uh, his last video, which was eleven years ago, has two hundred eighty four thousand views. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I can work uh, all day and all night, but if I know Timothy Chalamet, I get those numbers. 
Yep. Uh, so yes, it's, uh, it's. You could say that he's had a a um a bit of a spike in his uh, yeah. YouTube traffic of late. So that I think that came out through one of his interviews for June. Um, and yeah, obviously it exploded on the interwebs. So yes, if you want to check him out, <laughs> there are three videos. They um they are about a minute long each. Um, <laughs> and a modded modded controller three sixty. Um, well, I don't think yeah. the videos are long enough to put ad monetization in it. So uh, <laughs> the ads be longer than the fucking videos themselves. Yeah, it has anyway. to be, I think six minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, so yes, very interesting there. So if you're a big Timothy Chalamet fan, uh, you can go check out what he used to get up to before he got super famous. Oh, you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Dirty's going right now. Um, but yes, that's the news this week. It's a nice hot minute, quick take on the news. Um, and Dirty, we are brought to these people today by our sponsors. They are Culture Shock Collectibles, the number one stop. He's he's showing me his Culture Shock Club T-shirt. Yep. He's all part of it. He I'm, knows what's um, going part on. Part of the ship, part of the crew. <laughs> wow. Um, yes, so they are your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Dirty, have you seen some shit? Have you bought some shit lately from Culture Shock? I have. I, I don't know if I've brought it up on the show, but I'm going to bring it up again anyways. Uh, I have the Mandalorian Boba Fett uh, on pre-order, which is when he first puts on the armor and it's all rusted and stuff with the rockets yep. coming out of the knees. Uh, I have the Zack Snyder Batman and Superman Justice League set on pre-order, um, which is Black Suit Superman and Nightmare Batman. And I have ordered a, the Hasbro Megazord for Power Rangers, and it is far, three, it's five separate little Transformers that sort of turn into the Megazord. Um, that's going to make a lot of people angry saying Transformers that turn into the Megazord. Uh, as well as Green Ranger Shredder, which is a fucking dope comic book, a dope toy, mm. and a, from a dope store, Culture Shock Collectibles. <laughs> yes, and you can also get now, I think I just saw um, on their website, the pre- pre-orders live for the worst lightsaber of the lot, Princess Leia's lightsaber. Yep. Uh, yeah. Why? Why you bother? <laughs> Why? Why Delilah? Um oh just I'm fairly just, sure like maybe of all of the ones you could do black saber uh, black series like or like all right so un- un- hang on so I know we've had ones. for black series we've had yeah. Luke and and Ray which were funnily enough the same lightsaber um then there's Ray episode Amazing that dirty amazing uh, I didn't th- expect it then there's Ray's <laughs> episode 9 lightsaber that's the blue one with the leather glue holding the, the hilt together we've had yep. Episode 1, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Kit Fisto, Count Dooku, Asajj Ventress. We've had the Black Saber. The black, the Dark... Dark... Dark Saber? Black dark Saber, yeah. Dark Saber. Uh, we've had... Uh, I think we're... No, we've had Luke Skywalker, Episode 6, which is a really fat-looking one. Uh, we've had Emperor Palpatine. We've had Ahsoka Tano, who has three different colours in her blade. We've had Revan. We're having yellow uh, ray lightsaber. And now, for some reason, they're saying, "Oh yeah, let's 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 have Leia's one." Well, look, I think they they just they've run out of other ones to do. Like it's it's they yeah, I think the the Ventress ones and the Dooku ones are like my favorites, just simply because they're curved. They I look cool. It's pretty bad. And, and, so. and when you play like Battlefront Two, and you see like Count Dooku is like a like a, you know, a fencing specialist style, and it's like, well, yeah, you watch the movies, and like he's doing a fencing form, and it's fucking dope. And then yep. you know. Luke's uh, Leia's lightsaber handle looks very, very bad. 
Yes, it does. So there you go. You can you can pre-order that now and be judged by us um, on CultureShockCollectibles.com. Oh, duty! It's it's fun to laugh. Um, we're going to be talking about two games this week. Let's start with yours first. Um, Back for Blood. You have play- we played the beta together, but you've gone through and reviewed the full game. I have. Tell the people just, uh, what uh, they want. Well, I will. I put something in the chat for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can't talk about that. Yes, <laughs> I'm not wrong though. No. Nope. Uh- you're not. Uh, okay, so Back for Blood is done by Turtle Rock Studios. That is the studios behind uh, the good idea and poor execution that was Evolve, um, as well as the original studios behind the original Life for Dead series. Back for Blood, uh, as we've already talked about, talking about with the beta, is the spiritual successor of Left for Dead, being basically it's Left for Dead, but it's got some new game modes and stuff like not new game modes, but more modern mechanics like aiming down sights, weapon attachments, different weapons, heaps of different weapons, perk abilities and nerfs and all that sort of stuff like that. However, this game doesn't have its own identity. Um, it is basically copy and paste of Left 4 Dead with these new mechanics added into it and then going and, th- and then just renaming the, the enemy variants. So there is a giant fat enemy, special enemy variant that comes through. Um, in, in Left 4 Dead it was called the Boomer. If it spewed on you, it summoned a horde. And this one, I can't recall what it's called. I just called it the Boomer. Same thing is we've got uh, tanks. It's the same thing. It's the it same is literally thing, the same thing. Name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got charges in the in Left 4 Dead 2, which were those like redneck hillbilly style ones with the giant hands. They're called they're called big uh, tall boys in this. They do the same thing. They just they have the same sort of attack pattern and health bar and all that sort of stuff like that. They're literally just reskins. Um, yeah. However, Left 4 Dead is. Still a better game than Back for Blood. That's not to say Back for Blood is a bad game. It's just not my jam, and it it's the best example of a Game Pass game. Where it's like if yeah. you're not sure about this, spend thirteen dollars and get Game Pass, and then try it out from there. Um, yeah. The gore, the the graphics, fine. The um the the actual gunplay, fairly solid. Um the <laughs> the the gun sounds, you know, the actual sort of bare bones shooting mechanics fine great there's nothing wrong with it they've got the that destiny left for dead styling of like you know green green weapon attachments and purple weapon attachments and you know legendary weapons and all that sort of stuff um yeah they also have a card system in the game which at first i was sitting there going fucking cards and then i <laughs> went okay let's take a second to read and figure out what it is and it's basically just a perk system it's like call of duty where you can pick yeah. 15 perks and every time you start a new act in the in the the sort of the campaign you get a new card from the deck and it's like you know 20% movement speed increase you can carry 20% more ammo you know you can heal allies without having a med kit stuff like that um and it's just the standard the the actual campaign story itself is basically left for dead you go from a safe room do a little mission end the mission in the safe room some missions were literally just mission starts clear up three hordes of zombies enter the safe room like it was maybe about five minutes if that and you're not moving around to clear a horde of zombies it is a like a big open cemetery and it's like hordes just keep coming at you and then you just turn around and go on another door and it's mission done um so there are some it's look i didn't like it yeah it's 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 copy paste of left for dead 
some missions are literally over in five minutes where it's just like, yeah, survive hordes. Some missions are go out and find a body part that is used for a hand scanner and come back, which is kind of fun. Um, but the biggest problems I have with this game, um, and you've, you know, if you, you, there's, we're talking about it a little bit late, but that's fine. Um, is the last <laughs> three missions or three levels of the game are the absolute fucking worst. Um, where, without necessarily going into spoilers, you generally in the campaign you go up to in, in Left 4 Dead, you'll have like one or two special zombie enemy variants, and it'll be like, all right, well, we have a boomer that goes down in one shot, and we have, I don't know, a, a, a spitter or a smoker or whatever the fuck. And you sit there going, okay, that's that's not hard to coordinate around. In this game, they'll go like, let's throw four of them at you, <laughs> but three of them are tanks. And you're just sitting there going, this isn't fun. Like, this isn't challenging in regards to its gameplay. This is just, it feels like it's edgy. Like, the devs just went, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we trapped you inside a car park and put three tall boys inside? No, it wouldn't be fun. What would be fun is not giving us fucking a light source <laughs> and having zombies coming around a dark cor- corridor. That's cool. Putting three boss enemies inside a small space is not cool at all. That's like putting three German shepherds in the side of a, inside of a fucking Suzuki Swift. It's not cool. It's stupid. Um, the last mission of the game, though, is by far the worst, where you basically need to take on this super enemy sort of boss fight. Um, it's very much like a modern Gears of War fight. And it while you're taking on this boss that deals a lot of damage and requires your full attention, the game just keeps throwing normal zombies and special zombies at you at the same time. So you have to focus on the big boss as well as focus on tall boys trying to grab you. And if they grab you, you have to be saved and pulled out of a grabbing animation while normal zombies are just whacking the shit out of you. Um, it's not It's not overly a fun game. I mean, it, it can be fun. Like, the first act is fun because it's very much left for dead like one special enemy variant some some random zombies two special enemy variants and then a heap of normal zombies but then once you finish the first act which is maybe about an hour and you move into the second act the game just ramps in difficulty to the point where it is not fun so basically the start of the game is very much like left for dead where it's 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 fine it's fun it's very reminiscent of like the the opening missions of left for dead and then once you clear the first act it's just ramps in difficulty to the point where i just like i nearly un- i nearly just went alt f4 uninstall i'm like this isn't fun it's not even on is it just too overbearing like is it too much going on like they tried to make it one of those like let's make it so hard it's fun yeah. but it's not fun yeah there's there's literally points in the game where there's like hey let's throw in two enemies that if they grab you you have to be freed from a grabbing animation so let's throw two of those in while there's four other players four players in your team and then let's throw in a spitter who can incapacitate an enemy by sticking them in one spot. And then let's just throw in a fuckload of normal zombies. So it's like, all right, cool. One person's stuck because he's being spat on and he's, he's stuck to the wall. Two people are being grabbed and the third person is being hitboxed into a corner so they can't actually get out of that corner. And it's like, well, that's the mission yeah. level wiped. Um, yeah. There's The hit detection in this is pretty fucked. Um, I've been... the. Is it close enough, is good enough kind of thing? No, like no. It's, yeah. So there's the enemy who's basically... It, it's called the Hawker here in Back for Blood. Where in Left 4 Dead, it's called... Oh, fuck these names. Yeah. Like, do you remember, I sent you a gif, uh, a, a video recently of like dudes who can't say zombie in a movie, so they just make up all these other names yeah. for it. This sounds exactly like that thing. Well, in Left 4 Dead, it's called the Spitter, and in Back for Blood, it's called the Hawker. Um, oh, and the thing sake. is, is they spit on you. <laughs> just call it the same yeah. thing! And the thing is, they spit on you, and they can stick you to walls. And multiple times throughout my entire campaign, 
they can spit around corners and through solid walls. Like, there's a, there's a clip of it in my YouTube clip where I'm going to save Ryan. I've jumped over the wrong side of a, of a fence, and I'm like, all right, I just have to run around this fence. It is a, it's a wooden fence. It's not a chain gate fence. And the spit comes through the fence and sticks me. That's an impressive loogie, I've got to say. Like, you know, you're, you're passing your spit through solid objects. That's really well done. It's Yeah, it's it's the best example of a Game Pass game because if you've got a PC or you've got an Xbox, great. You can spend $11 or $12 yeah. or whatever it is. Get Game Pass, play Back for Blood, and then decide if you and your friends like it because everyone's spending 16 bucks together. Not bad. Like, like you can yeah. all go like, well, it's 16 bucks. I spend worse at that at McDonald's. If you've got a PlayStation, though... It's sort of a year a bit out of luck. Um, I feel yeah. like Back for Blood is going to release more patches, more updates, and that's the thing. These games can do that nowadays. But it's a full price game too. Yeah, isn't the, it? Like the, the collector's yeah. or limited edition version of it on Steam is one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I, I think yeah, if, if they release this as a, it's a Game Pass game, and it is thirty dollars for the base game. Fine. 30 bucks is 30 bucks, but spending full price on this, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I remember like, I remember playing the beta and going, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, it's nothing that I didn't see in world war Z, which I kind of thought was all right. Like it's, it, there's nothing that I'm seeing in these games that, that makes me go, yeah, I absolutely have to get this. Um, it was fun having the open beta and playing around with it, but eh. yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> I wasn't seeing anything in this game that I haven't seen from a million other zombie games, um, with the exception maybe of um, oh, what's the one the um, running over the the rooftops. Running over the rooftops. Oh, dying uh, light. Dying, dying light. light. Yeah, dying yeah, light's a different kettle of fish. It's a different. It's a whole different thing. You know, it's parkour meet zombies, which is cool. Well, that's the thing. The um, beta for Back for Blood was bad. Was better than the release of the game, because. Wow. Back for Blood's beta, <laughs> if you played it on easy mode, it was left for dead. Zombies went down in one hit. Special zombies a handful around. Like, it was basically like playing left for dead on easy. It was fine. It was fun. Like, I played it with, you know, if you play it with Ian and Tom, because they're not, you know, you know, they're not coordinated when it comes to certain shooting games. They just want to drink and have a <laughs> bit of fun and chat shit. It's like, it's great for yeah. that. It's perfect for that. But... The devs got the feedback from the beta and just all these elitist pricks going, Oh, it's too easy. Um... Easy mode, you have to play the game on easy mode because medium mode is impossible to get past the first mission and hard mode is just, yeah. no, you're not getting through the first room because the game forces yeah. you to play it on easy mode so then you get the cards that give you those awesome perks and you need to probably play it once or twice through to get those awesome perks and then you play it on medium mode and you need those perks to go through the game and it's, it's just not fun where medium mode in the beta was it is the same difficulty for zombies which is fine but friendly fire is increased by 60 percent. so you need to watch out for molotovs and who's doing what because they'll just fuck you up so if if see that's i can't be doing that i am uh, mr friendly fire <laughs> yeah. himself so e easy mode has no <laughs> friendly fire if you stand in front of me if you run anywhere in my field of vision that's on you i'm just saying that's on on you my friend yeah so so friendly fire in <laughs> in easy mode like it doesn't exist if you shoot someone they go like hey don't hit me and there's no damage but if you did it on medium mode in the beta 
you took 60% damage. I'm like, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Where here it's like, let's just make it hard mode instead because people like that. I'm like, no, people don't like that. Some people just want to pick up and play and have a bit of fun with friends. Like, they don't they don't want to be sitting there like, you know, hands are fucking sweaty, like calling out where all these zombies are coming from. Mum's spaghetti, yeah. It's 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 an interesting <laughs> game, man. I, I think it's it's the best example of, if you're on the fence about Game Pass, then... This is this is the one for you because the miscellaneous guys they love uh, back for blood they think it's they think it's great yeah me yeah um, yeah so okay if you had to give it a score let's let's give it a score three so it's a it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a three it's a it's a six out of ten it's, rough. it's it's mediocre now and look they could update it in the future and and that's what you can do with you know modern games now is you release a patch and you nerf things or whatever. Um, I, of course, played this as an early access, uh, thanks to our friends at Kosh Media. Um, and two days after the game launched, they dropped a patch, and the patch was, like, a gig, maybe two gigs, and that added sound effects for when special zombies would spawn in. So, like, playing it pre-release as a review copy, zombies would just come in, and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, where's this coming from? And then, you know, if they drop in now, you just hear that, I'm like, ah, it's a fuck, there's a fat guy running around somewhere. So, um, yeah. Yes, thank you for that, Dirty. Back for Blood sounds interesting. <laughs> Let's just go with interesting. I think that's the safest way to say it, right? Yes, probably the best way to say it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm going to talk about this week um, a game that is near and dear to my heart and should be close to pretty pretty much everyone's hearts. Um, it is a game called Age of Empires. Um, I got access to play Age of Empires 4, um, the new one that's coming through. I'm just tick IV. Yes, four. That's right. Um, so, Age of Empires four. Now, if have you played any of the Age of Empires games, Duty? Surely you have. Uh, I played two as well as I was a big fan of Age of Mythology. Okay. Yep. Cool. Because that was all the um, Greek mythology and Greek Norse gods and, and stuff like that and Egyptian. That's right, it was too. And you got it got access to the gods as like special generals or something? Yeah, so you played as a god and from memory, depending on what god you picked, gave you certain um, uh, sort of uh, mythological beasts and stuff you could use. Okay, yep, sure, yeah. Well, look, this is uh, this is back. I've, I've been a fan of Age of Empires since, uh, oh, way back, way back in my day. Um, and, yeah, they used to give out these games on fucking in boxes of cereal. There was a Kellogg's yeah. giveaway. Yeah, I remember. Where they were giving away discs of Age of Empires. I was like, Mum and Dad, got to get that. Can we please have some and crunchy nut this week? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since, um, I don't think they had crunchy nut back in my day. They had just had um, cereal now with some flavor <laughs> or, or tasteless mush that's that's all we used to have back then um but yes age of empires has been around for a very very long time it is it's one of the granddaddies of real-time strategy games it is brought to life in in this new one in age of empires 4 in in more beautiful and modern context than we've seen previously so um if you recall last year i think it was or earlier this year i think it might have been actually um they did a um uh, an update or a reboot of some of the old games yeah um so they got a little bit of a, a fresh you know fresh coat of paint on them if you will they looked okay they were still using the same essential, you know, um, units and all the rest of it within it, and they just made them look prettier. But now they've just done a complete overhaul of everything, so everything looks beautiful. Like, I mean, you're looking at like guys creating, like making their farms and farming away at these these 
grains of wheat and you can see all of the like the wheat blowing in the wind and moving around like it's very very detailed and very very pretty um and for all intents and purposes that's about the limit of the updates (laughs) (laughs) they they've made it look very pretty they've made a, a few i think more quality of life improvements to the game um than necessarily like you know groundbreaking game improvements it's very much just making sure that this game is still uh, relevant and playable now with all of the motion controls and movements and things like that that people can use. And that's where it's at. And I think they've, by doing that, they've managed to keep the core of what makes Age of Empires awesome um, without really having to stretch themselves and adding new elements that people might not like. Um, so all of the elements are the same. Um, you, know, you you get started and you know, with simple civilization the idea is that you gradually grow your civilization over time and um, uh, elevate them through different eras of their history and you know get new technologies along the way build bigger cities bigger stronger armies and you go out and attack the enemy and win pretty simple Um, but the way that they, they bring it out, they've, they've given a bit more character to each of the individual empires that you can control. Um, so you have the English and the French who are, you know, they're all about their castles and their arches and things like that. Or you have um, the Mongols who have movable cities. So you can actually literally pick up and move your city around the map to be closer to resources or better positioned tactically. Yeah, right. um, and it, yeah, it's really interesting. So like some of the mechanics they've used for those moments, um, they don't obviously get the big stone fortresses and you know, big castle walls uh, that everybody else does, but they are very mobile. They have very good um, uh, horse units, which are almost just like gold in this game. They're so overpowered. Um, yeah, they're just they're really a really interesting tactic to bring into the game that uh, hasn't been seen before. So, yeah, they're um, I think you know using the different cultures and and looking at them from different angles and providing them with different elements is really good. Otherwise, a lot of the um, the units within the armies they're very samey. So everyone gets you know access to pikemen and you know archers and things like that, and it's all very much like you've got the same elements everywhere so you know it doesn't really matter who you pick by the end of the game it's kind of the thing you've just all got siege units you've all got these giant armies you just go at it and see what happens um so it's a it starts i think that that sort of mid to late game can get a little bit drawn out if you're not ready for it um but yes it's otherwise it's i'm i've been really enjoying it lot put a lot of hours into it have you know, flashed back to 1997 and <laughs> just remembering all of the good times playing this for the first time. And it feels like that. It's like, I'd liken it to the um, the Tony Hawk's uh, uh, one oh, and two yep. that came out earlier yeah. this year. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So it's, it's not doing anything really new, but it is making the game in the 4k generation with all of the you know the updates that you'd need to make to make it relevant and cool in that that space so i'd say it's like that more of a a remastering um of, of an old classic than it is a uh, a new generation of franchise well you're also a fan of the total war games especially the the total war warhammer ones yes. you're, you're more of a fan of how does you know old school age of empires that's come back compare to mm. total war 
look, I, I think Total War is a, is a very, very different type of game. So, yes, it has real-time strategy elements within the battles itself, but there is that, you know, you have your battles and then you go away and you plot your strategy and you can move things around and take your time to do that. It's more of a considered chess game with a real-time strategy component to it. Whereas Age of Empires and things like Command & Conquer... Um, Starcraft, games like that, they're all very much real-time strategy only. You have to do all of your thinking and all of your movement and attacking all at the same time. And it's just, it's very frenetic. Um, especially when they're on the harder difficulty settings, you just get no peace from the AI. Um, it's, it's very relentless. They'll just constantly attack you, so you're constantly having to you know, build up. There is no... Uh, time to breathe if you will the yeah, game the will not up, yeah. let you chill yeah it's it's very much uh we're coming at you we're coming at you right now so you you kind of have to pick a, a strategy that works for you and and really just drill it into the ground um, is the best way of uh, responding to most things here mm-hmm. so I yeah, as well it's, it's a, it's a it, game pass game being a microsoft title that is correct. Yes, so it is up on uh, on Games Pass, so you can get it now, which is uh, which is pretty excellent. Definitely recommend this if you have played and loved Age of Empires in the past. I I don't know if I could recommend this more for you. It is really a game for for fans of the old games, uh, <laughs> those who remember the old ways. Um, it's it's one for us. It's one so that you can remember how good this game used to be and really captures that magic of what you think it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think... It's, I, th- I thought I was ready. I, I didn't do a lot of reading into this before it came through. I knew it was coming out. But, you know, played the definitive editions of uh, Age of Empires 2, um, which was really good. But, you know, I, I didn't do a lot of reading, so I wasn't. I didn't know what I was expecting, and I think I expected something else. If that makes sense, yeah, more of a, like a, a modern version of the game. Well, like they, they they had a lot of really cool elements to it. They could have made uh, like you know, new mechanics within um, the micromanagement parts of it. So how you manage your your resources and your um, your villages and things like that. It's the same. It's the same game, but be- but better looking. Um, even the combat, like they they give you a few op- opportunities to you know. Put uh, put your units into different stances and um, you know different formations, things like that. It all ends up being the same anyway. So there's a some yeah lack of forward thinking or lack of movement forward does you know sort of detract away from the overall product. But it is pretty amazing to um, to see this beautiful game um, and you know getting the best look it can in in this day. Yeah, cool. And, uh, and of course, the score. Oh, absolutely. Um, so for this one, look, I sound like I'm, la- I'm, I'm ragging on it, but it is still a very good game. It is very, very fun. If you play through um, the story missions, they, they kind of act like um, you tutorials. 
so you'll get to see a little bit of everything you know try out some of the different characters and units and um, understand in different scenarios what they're like and i think that's kind of the best way to present this game and then you open up the world into skirmish and you can try everything all at once but yeah the, the story mode's really fantastic they've done some really cool um, elements of combining some historical information in there and um, old battles and things like that so it's very interesting to watch and be part of um, so yeah I think I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5 oh not bad not bad yeah it's it's like I said it's still a very I, I think it's still a very very good game um, if you haven't played it before a really great time to get into it if you you know if you do play the original and still love, want to play it again this is the best way to do it the definitive editions while they were good probably not really where you want it to be it is just ex- exactly the old game this is just the, that much better so yeah definitely worth checking out um yeah and as you said uh, it is on games pass um i don't think it's that expensive on steam as well if you're um, purchasing somewhere else um but yes uh, it is uh, pretty good would strongly recommend new yeah. the question is will it come up towards the end of the year with the uh, game of the year episode I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I've I've played too many good games this year um, that I've really really enjoyed. Um, some may get some rescoring in the uh, the game of the year edition, but there have been some really solid games this year that I've very much enjoyed that have taken my attention. This was very good, but just not that next step up that it needed to be. Yeah. But yes, there we go. So um, yeah, that's my review for Age of Empires. Oh, it's a hell of a week. Um, we were going to talk about um, Guardians of the Galaxy this week. Dirty has not had a chance to fully play that yet, um, and I am still partially of the way through. Um, so we will leave that for next week uh, so that we can discuss that at its fullest. Because I don't want to spoil anything for you, Dirty. I think there's a lot in there that you'll really enjoy. I'm, I'm very keen for it, and... Um I'm hoping it's not like Avengers, because Avengers is fun with <laughs> friends, but solo, it's pretty no. boring. So I, I, a couple of things I will say after, uh, straight off the bat, it is not like Avengers. Um, yeah, graphically, there's obviously some similarities between it, but the gameplay is completely different. You can enjoy the solo because you have to. Um, but, yeah, really enjoyable to play um, uh, to play solo. There's a lot, a lot of very rich and deep Marvel lore in here. So if you're a Marvel person, you are very much going to you know, get your teeth sunk into all these, like, backstories and side stories and all sorts of stuff. Um, it is set in a multiverse, so it is not part of the MCU. It is part of another universe, which I don't know which, what the fucking number is, but... I'm sure Dirty will find out. Uh, <laughs> so it's really interesting to see, like, you know, you see these sort of very similar to the MCU characters, um, but the backstories are slightly different, and you're seeing all these little pieces fall together, and you're like, oh, shit, that didn't happen the way I expected. So that's really nice, because it's you're not expecting the you know some of the stories some of the the connections that these people have they're all completely different and it's very surprising so i really enjoyed that so yes uh come back next week we'll talk about guardians of the galaxy and i'm sure much much more but um until then it's been a nice short episode dirty but um we like to keep it nice and tight it's nice to be back back in the saddle um, after a brief hiatus, and we'll be back next week to talk more games. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to jumping on Guardians. I'm I'm excited for next week already. I can't wait. 
Uh, until next time, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you don't know who the Bare Naked Ladies are, like Mr. Dirty, um, please go and check them out online because they are a lot of fun. And if, like Dirty, you don't care about who the Bare Naked Ladies are, keep Dirty. On... It has been one week. <laughs> 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 uh.